Greetings only, Tans. Today's Friday, February 10th, and yesterday, Thursday, February 9th, we had a little quick check-in. It's been two weeks since our last podcast together. I was busy bringing my second child into the world. So we talk about that just a little bit in the intro. I know it's not NBA or Top Shot related, but after that, the angry horde quickly asked me to change subjects, and we do. And we talk about the latest and greatest in NBA and NBA Top Shot. It's about an hour-long show. I think we cover a nice array of subjects. We get into some different tangentials, some tangents, and we overall have a nice old time together. Uh, Remember that nothing you hear in this episode should be considered financial advice, and let's jump right into it. a couple weeks it's nice to be back with the chat it really is uh it was it was a little hairy there for a while gotta say i was in the hospital for the last couple well not last couple weeks but uh for some of that time i was in the hospital uh had our second child my daughter was born on the 20 what was it the 21st so she's a couple weeks old now and Everything's good now, thankfully, but it was pretty hairy there for a while, must say. It was pretty hairy. That's quite a tangential story. Maybe we'll talk about it sometime, but uh, yeah, that was terrifying. But luckily, we're all set. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's good, and we are back together. And thank you to the house, and thank you, Budavane, for the congratulations. It is it is quite amazing. Uh, it's my second child, like I said. It's interesting. For those of you who have never had children... Um, it's an amazing experience that when you have a child, it really is. There's nothing can, that can really come close to it. Um, there's a really crude example that I once heard that I think is really uh, accurate, actually, which is having a child. Um, it's kind of like experiencing, well, let me think of a P- more PG version of it, but it's kind of like having sex. Like no one can tell you what having sex is like no one can lend you that experience of what having sex is like for the first time right um so anyway maybe there's some of you in the chat that have never had sex so one day you'll know what that's like and after that you'll know what it's like to have a child because it's kind of like that it's uh it's an experience that you really no one else can give to you i'll put it that way um anyhow yeah what is it like what is it like um it really is amazing. And <laughs> one day Boston Base is going to have sex. And when that happens, we're going to stream for 24 hours. But um, yeah, it, there's something about, you know, because there's so much like anxiety and fear. And there you go. Top Shot says all of us have never had sex. I mean, that might be true. But there's all this like anxiety and fear, at least in my in my experience because like you're so worried about that everything's going to go okay and you start googling stuff and it freaks you out um and like yeah it's just very scary and and like the first time i had my first child my son so that was like five years ago and my wife had um during the night so we're sleeping over it's in new york city that that's actually also kind of interesting story so yeah we're not really starting off on the top shot nba stuff just yet this is a little bit tangential 
that's okay though. That's 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 the theme of the show sometimes, right? We're keeping it a little tangential. But when I had my son in New York City uh, about five and a half years ago, so there's a, they what they do is they they put the monitor on the mother and on the child, and so at all times you see this monitor and it shows you the heartbeat of the mother and it shows you the heartbeat of the child. And at one point in like two in the morning, my, my wife is preg obviously like delivering, not she's not like actively delivering yet. At one point, all of a sudden, these doctors all rush in. They rush in because like they say that the heartbeat of the child wasn't looking good. And they tell her to get on her side and they make her do like all this gymnastics to try to get the child's heartbeat beating correctly again. And then they give her this like shot of, I don't even know what it was, like adrenaline to get her heartbeat back up. So it's all this like crazy crazy fear and anxiety and excitement and so when that child is finally born it's just this amazing combination of the relief that you feel from all that fear and anxiety and um and and combined with like the excitement of finally meeting this little human being for the first time so that was the that was my first child that was like that experience and it just it hits you like nothing else can and the second one my wife had like um a, just a crazy complication just crazy bad luck. Uh, so what happened was we go to the hospital. She has all this pain, right? All this pain. Like she's barely walking. And we thought that was normal because when she had that five years ago, she just had really bad sciatica. Like sciatica is this nerve that runs along like the side of your hip up into your back. And so she was like, but she was like doing really badly. She was like puking and stuff do terribly. So we go to the hospital. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just early delivery. It's fine. Just go back home. We go back home. We come back the next day and, and they touch her, her belly and her pain is terrible in one in just one area. And then they touch it and they're like and the doctor thankfully makes the call. And she's like, you know what? I think you have an appendicitis, which is crazy because who thought that she had an appendicitis? She's like almost delivering our child, right? So it's emergency surgery, it's getting the baby out, and then it's removing the appendix. And then that's why we were in the hospital for a week. And then it was like a little complications after that. We had to go back to the hospital. But long story short, we're all good now. But again, that fear, that anxiety, that just like, oh, God, is everything going to be okay? Or, or is this about to go really, really badly? Um, that's to me is why that first moment when like your baby comes out is just unmatched. It's incredible. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So poker pros like skip over the baby shit already. All right. We didn't come here for baby shit. Literally. We came here to talk about NBA top shot. We want to talk about packs. Talk about packs. Tandy, man. What are you doing? What are you doing with this baby talk? Good Lord. Cut it out already. All right. So we're 10 minutes in, although technically that was only five. We do the five minute countdown, of course. Um, but yeah, everyone's doing well now. Thank you. Top shot, hot shot. And yeah, the, the last couple of weeks have been zero sleep. Jeez. Yeah. Joseph is like, good Lord. Would you just, if I wanted to watch the Hallmark channel, I would have tuned into that. What is this crap? Jesus Christ. Get to the point already. My Lord. All right. Well, let's do it guys. I mean, there's a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. I mean, if we want to just talk pure NBA, there's a lot of just pure NBA things that have happened the last couple of weeks. Of course, a couple of nights ago, LeBron James breaks the all-time scoring record, which in my opinion, cements LeBron James. No, no one can deny at this point. No one can deny. There is no longer a debate. LeBron James, the second best player to ever play in the NBA, maybe the third best. There you go. We've settled the argument. We don't have to make any more Sports Center or Stephen A. Smith or Talking Head segments. 
we've settled the argument. There you go. Second best. Uh, but anyhow, that was, that was interesting the way they stopped the game in, in the middle. Uh, but Hey, it was a, it was a special moment. And I think that that photo of everyone with their phones out, and I saw people talking about this on Twitter. Um, yeah, no debate. LeBron is the scoring record holder. Now no one can debate this. Um, so there, there was that photo of everyone on their phones and someone made a great point about it. And of course now I can't remember who it was, but they're basically saying like, this is bullish for digital collectibles. Everyone is on their phone. However, um, obviously everyone, everyone loves their own belly button, right? They all, everyone loves to be the character in their own story. That's why like whenever, whenever there's a photo that's taken and you're in it and it's a group photo, the first thing you do is look at yourself. Oh, do, do I look okay? All right, cool. And so that there's an important part of, of that that also exists. However, imagine if all those people, and now I sound like Jay Metz, but imagine if all these people that are in the stadium immediately get the option to be like, would you like to mint a moment that is somehow unique to where you were sitting in the stadium? And it's like, uh, official license collectible for NBA Top Shot. It, sh it sort of combines with your ticket that you held and it shows that you were there. I mean, to me, that's an absolute no-brainer. And of course, this is something that doesn't happen very often that someone breaks the scoring record. But there should be, that That just makes too much sense. Like minting to that user demand, et cetera, et cetera, makes too much sense. But anyway, that was cool to see. LeBron James breaks the scoring record. That's fun. Um Let's see. Oh, was it AG? Yeah, it was AG. You're right. So everyone's favorite crank, AG. Uh, he he made that comment, and I, he's right on. He's he's right on the money. It makes a lot of sense. So let's see what crate collector agrees. He's always going to put MJ and Kobe over LeBron James. Yeah, I think mostly for the corny factor. Um, LeBron James is just corny. I'm sorry. He's an excellent basketball player. I think he's got a build like obviously no one we'd had never experienced before in the NBA, the build of LeBron James. He's like a linebacker no, or like a wide, what's it called? A cornerback, like a big old big Jack cornerback who can run all over the court and just do incredible acrobatics. Uh, but I agree. It's hard to put him over MJ and even over Kobe. Um, and th those are just for our own reasons. Like it doesn't, we don't have to break it all down. But I think that MJ is absolutely number one. And I think you could make an argument for Kobe or LeBron James, number two. Uh, PPE doesn't agree. He thinks that LeBron James is better. But yeah, LeBron James is cringe. I think the cringe factor hurts LeBron James in my personal subjective rankings. He's so cringe. Jordan was never cringe. Kobe was never cringe. LeBron James is just so cringe that he just drops a few spots in my in my opinion. Or he just he he gets deducted some points for being such a cringy guy just lying about being in certain places and his taco Tuesday. He's just cringe, man. You can't be the best player of all time and be that cringe. You got to be like Jordan, a little bit of a prick. Uh, that's, that's what you got to be Kobe as well. Like a little bit of a prick, but his heart was good. That was Jordan too. A little bit of a prick hearts in the right place. I think, um, so anyway, uh, Poker Pro Eric wants to mint a baby. I think there's some websites for that, Poker Pro Eric. You could probably find something along those lines if you're looking for it. But anyway, Jordan breaks the record. Good for – I mean, Jordan. LeBron James break the scoring record. Good for him. They 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 put the camera on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at like every single shot, which is awkward as well. Like what do you, what do you expect Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be doing when you put the camera in his face? You expect him to be like, oh, God, no. Stop the game. 
I mean, he's an old man too at this point. He's an old dude. And then there was that quote that I saw online when he said, when they asked him about the scoring record, like, do you care that LeBron James breaking your scoring record? He's like, if I could choose between uh, someone not holding my scoring record for another day or whatever it was, or like for a hundred years. No, I think that's what it was. If I could have my scoring record held in place for another hundred years or spend the afternoon with my grandkids, I'd be building Legos in a hot second because he doesn't give a shit anymore, man. He's old. He's an old dude. He's like battled serious terminal disease. He's an old dude. He's not into that anymore. It's just funny how we have to like claw onto these angles of hot debate when they don't exist. Um, yeah, ex- agreed. Actually, Jab solidified his place as number three all time. Agreed. I think that's fine. Uh, number three is fair. So let's see what else we got. So that's that's the LeBron James chat. You know, good for him. He's still super cringe. I'm still not even happy that he went to the Lakers. I think that's lame. W- which also brings us to the next subject, which is this crazy de- trade deadline, right? The tra- the trade deadline is out of control. I don't think we've seen a trade deadline this insane in quite some time. Of course, the biggest movement is Patrick Beverly <laughs> or, or John Wall back to the Rockets, which is amazing. I mean, of course he's going to get bought out, right? He, there's that clip of him from on Twitter basically saying that no one on that team gives a shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he could stay there, uh, but that, you know, I feel kind of bad, honestly, for John Wall. There was that whole article that he wrote that like blog that he wrote of all the all the stuff that he went through and his relationship with his mother and you know it really made you feel for john wall you really rooted up rooted for him as a person and now he's on the rockets oof that's tough that's a tough break and then i liked how patrick beverly was uh, was celebrating being back with d <laughs> the reunited and it feels so good and they were like <laughs> ripped apart 30 seconds later because he's another corny guy patrick beverly and lebron james are both incredibly corny do you remember when patrick beverly before the season started he had like this cameraman that followed him around in a limousine he cut this beautiful thing because you know it was this whole dream on green podcasting movement that he was trying to get in on like yeah patrick beverly it, by the way it, did he ever do it is anyone even listening to that the only nba player that does podcasting that i think is worth listening to and i'll probably miss a few but i, th- I think jj reddick is probably top and then i think Shaq also does some of that but dream on too i don't know man i think dream kind of corny also he kind of belongs on the lakers i think he will go to the lakers because all he does is blow smoke up LeBron's behind on Twitter as well. So LeBron uh, Draymond will probably find his way to the Lakers as well. That just seems to be the cringe team. It's just like the corny cringy team. And somehow the Lakers have ended up with like some very decent players. Now, will they make it into the, like the actual seeded playoffs or probably not. They'll probably still be in the plan. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting. We'll see. Um, so let's see what, what else we got here. Um, yeah. Mascala is the move of the day. LeBron's the greatest cornball. Yeah. The Celtics are looking good. I think the Celtics are probably still have them in the Bucks are probably still the teams to beat. I would think. Um, and that's it. Like none of these, the Suns are going to be interesting, but Devin Booker is still injured as far as I know. And, uh, you know, the Clippers as well, like these teams that bring on all these new faces, you got to remember, and I said this at the beginning of the year, and it's going to be fun, by the way, to go look at the comments that were made at the beginning of the year by people like Weisberg, Skeets, and whoever else, and see like how cold or hot our takes were. 
but the Clippers were everyone's darling team. And if I remember correctly, although I could be wrong, but I don't think I was falling head over heels for the Clippers because it takes time for these players to all gel together. And now you're bringing a bunch of new faces now and you're expecting them all to gel together. So I don't know. I don't know if the Clippers or if the Suns are going to be such a write-in. I mean, the Clippers have obviously had a lot of injury troubles over the season. Uh, the Suns as well. And I don't know. Uh, it, it kind of feels like the Bucks and the Celtics is the two strongest teams in the NBA right now. The Nuggets are also good. Um, I'd have to go look at the standings. I mean, I, I honestly have been so out of the loop over the last couple of weeks that I don't really even know what's going on. Why don't we actually take a quick look at the standings just for funsies, just for funsies. And let's just take a look and um, let's see, let's see what we're looking at here. Uh, so here we go. We're here's the NBA website and the Clippers now have Gordon and bones. They got bones. That's cool. Bones is a fun player. Um, Jay Crowder is now on the Bucks. Uh, you know the Pistons. Who cares? Uh, Warriors got back Peyton. It's a solid little pickup. But in terms of standings, yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks are still with very healthy win-loss records. The Sixers. It's always interesting to look at what the Sixers are doing. The Nets too. Man, they're in the fifth spot. The Nets are looking just fine. And then of course Kyrie Irving just has to come and just destroy shit. When are teams going to learn? And honestly, I, I feel kind of bad for the, the Mavericks because even though Kyrie Irving had a wonderful first game, and I feel like he's done this on his previous teams before, he's still Kyrie Irving. You know, you know the scorpion and the frog? The scorpion and the frog story, you know that one? Where the scorpion asked the frog for a ride across the river. And the, and the, the frog says, no, scorpion, I can't give you a ride across this river because you're a scorpion. And you're, you're going to sting me. And then we're both going to die. And the scorpion's like, no, no, no. I swear it's different this time. I, for real, it's different this time. Better front office. Uh, better teammates. Papa John's. Better pizza. And the scorpion's like, no, let, let's go together. I'm not going to sting you. That would be silly. Uh, we need to get across this rushing river. And uh, how can I do it unless I jump on your back, Mr. Frog? So the frog's thinking about it. In this case, the frog's Luka Doncic. Frog's thinking about it, thinking about it. He's like, God damn, like, I know you're a scorpion. I know you're an anti-vax scorpion. And I know you're just a complete shit show in the, when, when anything goes wrong. And, and I know you're an absolute locker room cancer. But um, yeah, why not? Maybe this time it's going to be different. So hop on, hop on my back, scorpion. And scorpion gets on the Luka Doncic frog. And they go across the river. And they're halfway over the river. And what happens? The scorpion psh, stings the frog, and the frog looks back at the scorpion. He's, he's a scorpion. What the hell are you doing? We're both going to die now. Well, why would you do that? I thought we talked about this. And the scorpion is like, sorry, bro. It's in, my, it's in my nature. I'm a scorpion. And in this case, Kyrie Irving is a scorpion, and he's going to do exactly what he did on every team that he's done before. And I think that sucks because I think a lot of people were excited about this move, thinking that this could be a move that really – brings the Mavericks to the next level. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, fool me once, you can't fool me again, right? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me four times, Kyrie Irving, and maybe I should have known better. So anyhow, that's my take on that. Um, let's see. I missed some comments here. Let's see. Have I talked about Top Shot yet? I have. Um, did I? No, I haven't. We're 20 minutes in. I'm going to talk about Top Shot, I promise. 
Team Hole did their own ESPN trade deadline show. We don't need more of that. Okay. Sorry, Poker Pro. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to double up on the team hold content. No, don't want to do that. Actually, Jeb is saying, I think Irving will be great for four months. I just pray things don't go too well and the Mavs are dumb enough to offer him a four-year deal. Yeah, you never know. I feel like Kyrie Irving is so talented that people are willing to look past it. You know, it's like the crazy chick. It's like the girlfriend who's crazy and you know she's crazy, but you keep, you just keep holding on because, oh, but you know, she's, she's wonderful and she's beautiful and she's, yeah, but she's also crazy. She's batshit crazy. Yeah, but I think it's going to be different this time. Oh, is it? Is it going to be different? You sure about that? You sure about that, bro? All righty. Let's see. What else am I missing here? Um, okay. Uh, so anyhow, I was looking at the standings. Let's go back to the standings. And I promise we're going to talk about Top Shot because I don't want Poker Pro Eric to be upset. As I said, Nuggets were my darling pick, okay? I was the only one saying that I thought the Nuggets were the darling pick. And most people, when, I, when we were talking preseason, they all had the Clippers. That was the darling pick. Now we're halfway through the season. Anything can happen. No one thought the Kings were going to be there at number three. No one thought the Grizzlies were going to be there at number two with gangster rapper Ja Morant, even though they're two and eight in their last 10. That's not looking too good. Um, But yeah, the West is the West is going to be interesting now with all this movement and the Suns. If Booker gets healthy, I think he's almost back. Who knows what could happen? Chris Paul also very corny though. Very corny. I don't. I don't feel good about how corny Chris Paul is. All right. Um, let's see what's going on in here, and then we'll start talking about a little toppy shot, chop shotty. All right. So Parker Pro is talking shit about Team Hold, who thinks they are now ESPN. Really? What have What have I missed? What have I missed? Team Hold thinks they're ESPN. Does that mean like the production value is way up? I'd love to see that. But yeah, good for them if they're if they are. Uh, ESPN nowadays. Jeb saying, I think if they're dumb enough to sign Kyrie, then Luca ends up leaving. Yeah, that would be that would be tragic for the Mavs if that happened. Me so corny, says Mr. Do- Dr. Ducks. And Weisberg says, we all know that woman burned down a house of the last three dudes she dated, but she won't, won't burn down my house. That's his Kyrie metaphor. All right, so you have the woman who burns down the house, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, rest in peace. Um, and I have the scorpion and the frog. So... That's what we got. New Top Shot calendar content, baby. Let's go check out some content. We're going to go check out a new Top Shot calendar together, and we're going to have some fun. Let's get a little Kawhi laugh in there. (laughs) All right. So let's get it. Here we are. Here we are at the new Top Shot. shot. Let's, Let's refresh this and see how we're doing. Not new calendar. Where are we? All right. Is it not loading for me? Or is, is this yellow thing the new calendar? Because I think I saw that earlier today. Um, yeah, it was earlier there. It was It was not. It's not brand new, but that's okay. So we're going with the gold for the LeBron, I think. And yeah, this is all the different stuff that's happening. I think it's great that they're trying to make things a little more clearer. Um, I still find it a little bit overwhelming, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but anyway... I think uh, someone said spot the typo. Bleezy saying spot the typo. Bleezy, is it right here? Top Shot 50 Wave 2 announce? Is that it? Sounds kind of like Borat, right? Wave 2 announce. We have the Top Shot 50 Wave 2 announce. Um, 
so anyway, there, there are some interesting things happening and some for the good and some for the not so good. But we got our hot packs. We saw the hot packs, by the way, they did not sell out. I think they're no longer on the webpage, though. We had the um, the 50, the nifty 50 hot packs that did not sell out. We had the rookie revelations that did not sell out. I know that some people were saying, like, burn them, burn them to the ground. But of course, that can't happen. I think that would then affect the circulation of everything that's in there, right? And then that would mess things up. So, of course, they're going to use those for later. Uh, they might use them for things like now when you could lock one LeBron James moment and get a hot pack. So if you haven't done that yet, that's a, that's a, a no-brainer. That's incredibly easy to do. I did that one. That was easy. Uh, then you got these souvenir packs. So what's interesting now, though, is we're going back to the Dwayne Wade days of Top Shot where 200,000 Dwayne Wade moments were sold. Not that I would think that's going to happen this time, but these are going to be minted to demand. So these are, for example, the Top Shot Souvenir Pack, $15, minted to demand. I can't decide if that's, I can't decide what that's going to do to pricing, honestly. Minted to demand. I mean, if there's one thing we can say is that when we talk to Eric about like uh, what keeps things valuable, uh, scarcity keeps things valuable. And minting to demand is probably not very scarce. So I think if you want to buy anything that's minted to demand, I hope you're buying it because you just love it and not because you plan on flipping it. I think that is an important thing to keep in mind. So buy these souvenir packs because, you know, you went to the game or because you just love the clip or whatever the reason be, but don't buy these because you think you're going to flip them. You know, maybe maybe they'll make it into a challenge and you'll they'll bump up a, a few dollars. But it seems like that's sort of what's happened in general, honestly, to a lot of what's gone on on this platform is that there are no crazy pumps for the most part. Um, of course, you're going to have certain examples of things that moments that do pump. But like I think I feel like I've said this in the past as well, but like. You sort you sort of are just buying stuff that you enjoy at this point, which is funny because that's what they told us when things were going absolutely mental. Was like just buy things you enjoy and just forget about everything else. So yeah, Top Shot's getting in on the open edition. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, buy uh, Top Shot Hot Shot's going to buy and flip for a loss. Don't tell me what to do. Okay, listen, listen. If you want to buy and flip for a loss, that's totally your your call. And I know that it's very popular to uh, buy high, sell low. I mean, that's what I'm also really good at, buying high and selling low or just buying high and holding until we go down as far down as we can go. That's what, that's what my general NFT experience has been. So if you want the alpha, that's what, that's what it looks like. Uh, but then we have these locker room packs, right? And these were not very good. These were not very good. There are still many of them left. Uh, and look how many were available. My goodness gracious. 1.6 million were made available and about 1.5 million are left because these are, are not good. Your chances of ripping something wonderful on these packs are not good. And your chances of being able to sell the stuff that's still left in the packs are also not good. So it's, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. It's tough, tough sledding, as they say. And what that means to me, though, is that the trade ticket use case has to continually increase and, and be more widespread. And that's another drum we've been banging for months at a time. And 
to thread that needle, I will say that the 40 trade ticket locker room pack where you were guaranteed one S1 moment, I absolutely loved that. I loved it. I did it. I got a DeMar DeRozan top shot debut and was horrified that it was worth like $20. But that is a great system because now we're really getting rid of, rid of trade tickets giving you a use case, giving you a usage for all these trade tickets, because now you can't sell them anymore. You used to be able to sell these $1, $2 moments immediately. It's not happening anymore because there's so much of it. When you have a fixed amount of users, more or less, and you have just endless amounts of new supply, it's hard to sell the jetsam and flotsam, as I like to say. I don't know why though that, that terminology is in my head. It's from like fourth grade. But all that flotsam, which I think is stuff that's like floating on the river after a storm, I think. I don't know. Let's look it up together. What is jetsam and flotsam? Let's see. Define flotsam. Flotsam. Okay, I was wrong. The wreckage of a ship or its cargo found floating or washed up on sea. What about jetsam? Unwanted material or goods that have been thrown overboard from a ship and washed ashore especially material that has been discarded to lighten the vessel. All right. So I guess it's more jetsam than flotsam. I don't think Top Shot is a big wooden ship, uh, but jetsam, I think that's closer. And I think a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of people are trying to throw their jetsam out into the water. So maybe we'll, we're more jetsam than flotsam, but I kind of like those words. And so I think we're going to continue using them. So people were saying, by the way, that these latest Top Shot, Hot Shot, Hot Packs, spicy packs, hot flaming Cheetos, hot LeBron hot packs, so spicy and hot that these were EV plus. I don't know that I agree with that, but I will say that when I saw John Boy Beats himself, okay, John Boy Beats is the ultimate caught you in 4K tweeter at the moment, right? Showing, hey guys, this is what you told us. And guess what? Not exactly what's going down. And here's the data. Here's the receipts. Show me the data, he says. And he shows you the data. And uh, all of a sudden, I log in, and it's like, John Boy Beach shows that he just bought 15 packs? 15 packs? What the hell's going on? Is, did something just change? Are these packs loaded? So so I went and I bought one. And it was, it was Jetsam, and it was Flotsam. That's for sure. Probably two Jetsam, one Flotsam. And... Uh, so I was a little confused. I mean, not, not not to say that I was confused because I thought I was going to hit it big, but like my question is, are are these latest LeBron spicy Cheeto hot flaming Cheeto packs, are these good packs because you have a chance at the legendary? And that's why people are aping into these packs? I was asking in one of the discords that I'm in because these guys are like, yeah, I just bought like, you know, dozens of packs. I'm like, but why? Why did you buy dozens of packs? It's all for this... It's all for this potential at a LeBron legendary because I'm sorry to break this one to you guys, but um, there's going to be a hundred thousand of these packs sold a hundred thousand. Okay. And there's going to be 25 of those out of 99 LeBron's given to the top 25 in the leaderboard. And the other, then there's going to be another 25. I think if I understood it correctly, I could be getting this wrong, but it said you have like, 
another if you make it into the top 25 from now until next week then you also get it so i don't know if that's going to be like 25 and 25 or if that's just going to be if there's any new people that jump into the top 25 so maybe it'll be more like 30 or something like that anyway let's let's just pretend it's 30 there's only 99 of these moments so if it's 30 there's only uh 69 more moments nice and if there's only 69 moments and those are going to randomly go out to people who bought out of 100,000 packs, then effectively your chance at getting a LeBron legendary is zero because your chance is like 0.05%. So I am definitely a little bit confused why people are going so hard at these packs um maybe in the in the comments you guys will tell me that these are super plus ev and i'm and i'm wrong but i'm gonna read over some comments right now um a all-star game set i want to talk about that in a second as well uh we're gonna go look at that um let's see so eric is saying it was extremely ev but it's all tied to the jackpot of hitting lebron james exactly so that's why this doesn't make any sense because your chance of hitting that lebron james is basically zero percent to the house saying your risk is so low. Um, Dr. Dunks says, I wish I would have got some of those sweet 40 ticks packs. Exactly. Dr. Dunks, that was one of the only times that I felt that nervousness, excited, excited energy in the queue. I haven't had that feeling in months. And I had that for the S1 40 ticket packs. So I hope we can get more of whatever that is. Bottle that up and give us more of it. Bleasy bought 11 of the packs. LeBron James Legendary was a minimal factor. But it's four moments for $9. Oh, because there's going to be an extra moment. But Bleezy, that extra moment is going to be a dollar moment that you can't sell 99.9% .9 of the time. But I guess if we have ways to use our trade tickets, then it's not so bad. Um, so Dr. Dunks hit a video game numbers LeBron or else he would have been down bad. Bleezy hit nothing. He's down bad. Uh, Boston Base is telling me there's a 0.0003% chance. So Stan Loves also bought one just for the shot at the LeBron. But that's what I mean. Like, okay, I get it. And I bought one too. It's the same way like when you buy a ticket for the Mega Millions. Well, who knows? Maybe I'll be some – I'll be that that guy at the corner, the bodega, who bought the one ticket with his turkey club sandwich and, and he's now a multimillionaire. I suppose there's a chance. Eric is asking, NB, uh, what do you think the – ev of the legendary lebron will be that's how to get your answer so i think you mean what do i think will yes sir the the value of that legendary lebron i think that's a great question i think that is a great question um let's see all right so i, sh I should have bought 50 P poker pro is saying i should have bought 50 i just can't you know i i just can't do it poker pro but anyhow um let's go take a look real quick at the existing lebron legendaries even though this is going to be an imperfect exercise because of you know people just price it at like a million dollars even though no one's buying it at a million dollars but um let's go just take a, a real real quick little look at the lebrons and i think this is also kind of a fun exercise to do as well because if you imagine that someone joined NBA Top Shot today and they're like, oh, okay, let me go buy something. And then they type in LeBron and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Boop, boop, sail away, sail away, sail away. It's just like madness. There's so many moments. 
uh, you, you have you have, might have some trouble deciding what to purchase. Um, but anyway, let's take a look here. If we go and look at legendaries, right? So there's that video game numbers moment. That's 284. So that's a nice little rip for you guys who got one. Um, if we go take a look at, so those are the rares. The rares are looking also 230, 340, 666. That's a series one rare. Um, there's a series, there's the rare of his debut, 4,400. So now we're starting to get some ideas of what this might be priced. Um, again, there's another legendary from series two for 4,000. Uh, here's another legendary from the deck, the halls, 69, 69. I don't know how much we can trust that number to be perfectly honest. And then we have these ones that probably no one has bought for the longest time. So that's why it's hard to take some of these into consideration. Also, those are numbered quite a lot less. So these are not numbered to 99. Again, there's the legendary of his debut for a million dollars, but no one's buying that. Um, this legendary... I'd say maybe this is kind of where it falls. This legendary out of 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, series 3, $6,000. So I think if you hit it, maybe it, it falls somewhere in that range. $6,000 perhaps. Um, some of these guys think it's going to be higher. 10000 15000 8 to 10000 I think anywhere between 6000 to 12000 let's say. I would, I would imagine. But again, you don't know. And also, you got to remember that who, who, and this is another good tangent, by the way, and I got to get that tangent video, that drop finished. It's not finished. Although I have a version of it. I could probably export it and show it to the chat tonight while I'm streaming, if I could somehow do that and, and you give me your feedback. But who is ripping these moments, right? And this is a bit of an issue. And I, I heard through the grapevine that some of the biggest VIPs were unhappy with the way that Top Shot is distributing these LeBron legendary moments. Why? Because for the last almost, well, we're not at a year yet, but for the last several months, it's been about locking and leaderboards and showing your fandom, proving your fandom, etc. But then it's like 25 people get the moment and then that's it. And then if you're LeBron James number three, 30th biggest fan diddly poo no no soup for you i think i have my no soup for you video uh can i find it fast enough this is just so slow oh my god this is brutal oh my god oh good lord this is brutal oh my god oh are we ever gonna find this yeah that's what i was trying to say so no soup for you if you're if you're LeBron number 26 and there's a guy I think I forget his username is on Twitter my brain don't work so good but he was like oh no soup for me apparently and again who's getting these moments people who bought $9 packs or whatever it was $10 packs so you can't expect that the value is going to be super high if any Dick and Jane or Dick and Janie no, it's not going to be an insider trading. But any Dick and Jane get their hands on this moment and they effectively pay $10 for it, what do you think is going to happen? If someone offers them two grand, you think they're going to say no? No, they're going to say yes. They're going to take that two grand. 
So that's why I don't know how much I can trust that the value of this 99 is probably going to take some price discovery. It's going to take all those people that want to get off their $10 investment and flip it hundreds of times over. They're going to be, or dozens maybe, um, they're going to be happy to do so. And so that's why it'll be interesting to see where it lands. All right, let's see what we're, let's see what we've got in the chat. Um, there we go. Poker Pro, Poker Pro is saying that number 88 on LeBron leaderboard tweeted at Roham today to complain. I had to tell him to F off. Poker Pro doing the Lord's work, telling people to F off on Twitter. Budavane, being LeBron's 30th biggest fan is a weird flex. It's a corny flex, that's for sure. It's corny. If you're LeBron's biggest fan, you're corny, unfortunately. I mean, that's just the truth. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back to what's going on on Top Shot because we talked about open editions, and I think that we want to talk about that for a second. So there was this blog, and it was updated today, actually. So here's the update for today. The drop for the tour ends at 6 p.m. today. So there you go. If you want one of those open edition tour packs, it's open for you right now. There's the existing challenge and plays, including the one celebrating the LeBron James um, scoring record. And you can get like packs depending on how many, depending on how many people finish that challenge though, you either get a series one um, coast to coast or whatever it's called East versus West or something like that. But if, if a bunch of people finish it, then you get like a rookie revelations pack. And I saw someone tweet about that as well which is like, oh, I wouldn't have locked all this stuff if I thought that I wasn't potentially going to get the Series 1 stuff. So buyer beware if you're going to go lock up a bunch of stuff for that. Um, And then Celebration of Stars have sold out. Um, There's challenges of Trey Murphy and Clint Capella, absolutely riveting. Um, The upcoming NBA All-Star fandom moments, that has been shared. So that is like the open edition thing, right? So that is over here, I believe. And this confused me a little bit. So if you guys understand this better than I do in the chat, please let me know. Uh, But so there's going to be moments from the All-Star Weekend minted to meet demand for the fandom set. So there you go. Open edition, a dunk contest moment, six bucks, a three-point moment, six bucks. Um, a moment from the all-star game for nine bucks and nine bucks. And then a moment, new moments from each new player at the all-star game for nine bucks. But again, open edition. So what does that mean exactly? If we learned anything from the Dwayne Wade drop, uh, don't buy that stuff. If you're hoping to make a profit and I, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just keep on repeating that and, and, and nailing that over the head. Buy it. If you just absolutely love it, but don't buy it. Cause you're hoping to flip it. Um, so yeah, so I don't know if Weisberg is talking about this. He's saying that's dub, uh, B Bleasy is correcting me, not rookie revelations, rookie debut. Um, let's see, missed anything else. So Weisberg says, I thought they were not going to do an all-star set. I would not have expected them not to do an all-star set. Um, I wish that this was like a pure burning set or something like that. I mean, I wish that they went, I wish that that was the direction they went in general for putting new stuff onto this platform is like, get rid of all the flotsam and the jetsam to get something new. I wish that's where this was going, but they got to make their money apparently. 
And that's why they're doing such, you know, they're doing drops because they got to make their money. They got to cash in. They are a, a company with investors. And I just don't love open edition, man. I don't love it because I've always been someone that really enjoyed the speculation side of things. And this is just the opposite of speculation. Until we have some kind of game that like makes sense, you know, like that isn't flash challenges. But if we had a game that was more DFS based, like so rare, then maybe this would make more sense because it would be by it would be almost like buying limited edition moments on so rare or whatever you want to say. But as collectibles, open edition collectibles, you buy open edition collectibles because you just like the art and you want to support the artist and yada, yada, yada. I mean, of course, there's one-off examples. If you're paying attention on Twitter, there's a couple of these open editions that have actually like absolutely skyrocketed. Um, this is, again, this is tangential. But there's one by a guy called Jack Butcher who runs an account called Visualize Value. And he he did these open editions for something called Checks. And I haven't really looked into it enough to really understand it, but they minted for $8 each. And now they're worth like, four thousand dollars each but that's not going to be the case on this one uh because i don't think there's anything game changing here happening with these open edition moments but what i will say is that i'm at least relieved that they're not going to be doing just a massive insanely just just moment moment potpourri all over you for the for the all-star games because they easily could have done it I mean, they're kind of doing it right now with the hot packs, which I'm also not exactly thrilled about. So I'll take my little wins where I can get one because I thought that that was going to happen with the All-Star game. I thought we were going to have the same situation again this year with the All-Star game where the last two years, All-Star games have not really been wonderful moments for the Top Shot community. So I kind of appreciate that this year they're taking it a little more carefully. Um, and that's what I'll say with that. That's a tangential, and I really, yeah, I want to try to export that video so we can take a look at it because I think it's funny. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not 100% done, but I think I'll just export it anyways, and we'll we'll take a look at it together and have some fun here. But we got some more, a couple more things to talk about while we're here, and let me take a look while this is starts exporting. Um, one second, guys, let's export that. So let's see what else do we have here. So I told you I love the S1 packs. I told you LeBron James is corny. I told you that um, we're doing the All-Star Game stuff to demand. I'm curious, though, what happened with the big marketing spend? Like, am I allowed to, am I allowed to talk about that? Because when, when I spoke to Janie before the season, there was a lot of talk about the marketing spend, um, 50 to $60 million in marketing spend. I'm curious if anything like that is still on the cards. I would hope so, uh, but I just don't know if and when that's going to happen. And I think people thought that it might happen for the All-Star Game, but I think we've learned over the last two years that getting so hyped about the All-Star Game might not be the, the greatest strategy. Um, so, by the way, this is a good chance for me to, again, tell you about the sponsor of the show, which is BetUS. Where's my little banner? Where is it? $50 free at BetUS, no deposit required. They continue to sponsor the show very kindly. BetUS, 
bit.ly slash Tandy50 gets you $50 to play with at BetUS. Maybe you want to bet on who is going to make it out of the West. Is it going to be the Suns? Is it going to be the Nuggets? Who's it going to be? Are the Nets going to make the playoffs? Or are they all of a sudden going to be in the Wembanyama sweepstakes? I don't know. But you could bet on that at BetUS. $50 free dollars. Thanks to my sponsors, BetUS, bit.ly, slash Tandy50, void where prohibited. 18 plus, don't steal your mama's credit card to go ahead and do that. That's not nice. And uh, only do it in the, I think you can only be in the USA. And please gamble responsibly. I have stories for another day about how I used to gamble incredibly irresponsibly. And I wish that someone told me, gamble responsibly. Don't gamble irresponsibly because I built up a bankroll. Those days I used to bet on baseball games. This is like the summer of 2000 and I don't know, 2006 or something. And I would just bet on baseball games. And I I went from like a hundred dollars to like $2,500 doing like $20 bets. I had a crazy, crazy record hitting the parlays doing great. And one night after going out with my friends and getting a little too drunk, I come home and this same website has an online casino and my dumbass starts playing like roulette and blackjack. And I literally just burned the whole thing down and I, I wasted months of grinding online gambling wins through sports betting. And I just poof into smoke. I remember I, I could, I could barely eat for like, like a week after that. I was so disgusted with myself. So anyway, let's see. Uh, let's look at this comments here. Let's see what I've what I've missed. Poker Pro. Hopefully NBA Top Shot is planning on doing more than just Sour Patch Kids. I don't know. $50 million does buy a lot of Sour Patch Kids. Am I right, folks? John Michael Weisberg. It's been used to send Packer up to card shows. Budavane. Super Bowl commercial. Let's go. Although we saw how those crypto Super Bowl commercials worked out. Not very well. Boston Base. When the lack of follow-through on the marketing spend was brought up in December, they said the marketing commitment was misunderstood. Oh, boy. Misunderstood. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, that's that doesn't make you feel very good. Uh... Airplane mode. Wait, no 2023 rares for every player. Thank you, Lord Roham. Bleezy, did, didn't Magic mention Top Shot on Kimmel? That was probably the 50 million. Good point, Bleezy. Good point. Um, uh, okay, I'm just scrolling down here. Actually, Jeb saying, seems like pretty much everything Janie promised was a lie. Shaking my head. Um, all right, I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, Jeb is not a Janie fan. That's what we can see in the chat. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I think we covered that. I think we covered that. Let's see. Let's see. Where's that video? You know, I want to find it guys. I want to get some feedback. I actually don't have any, any fun tangentials tonight though. Tonight, today for you all, but Although, actually, there's one tangential I wanted to talk about. We can talk about that. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any supporting uh, graphics or, or 
website browsers. But uh, there is a tangential I want to talk about for a second. So let's roll that clip, although it's not completely done. But we're going to roll it anyway. All right, it's funky. It's the Tandy Tangent. And there's one tangential I want to talk about today, which is YouTube boxing. Uh, it's it's Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. So I don't know if any of you like watching that shit, but I do. And we talked about slap fighting three weeks ago, right? Um, boxing, YouTuber boxing, Jake Paul. Jake Paul, he only fights guys that he can basically have all the advantage against. He fought Ben Askren, who was like an old UFC fighter. Tyron Woodley, twice old UFC fighter. Anderson Silva, old UFC fighter. Nate Robinson, for God knows what reason. Uh, and so, you know, this dude is probably, he was taking the trend baloney and he was, you know, he's a big dude all of a sudden. Jake Paul, he's like unrecognizable. Tattoos all over his back like he's Brock Lesnar. And, you know, he's got quite the right hand and he's been practicing for like three years. So for anyone to just say Jake Paul is nothing more than a YouTuber, it's sort of stupid. I mean, this dude's been doing nothing but eat, sleep, drink, eat, whatever, boxing for the last three years. And he's clearly got some power and he's a master marketer, master marketer. However, Jake Paul is in the same team. He should be on the Lakers because Jake Paul is a cornball. He only fights people he can beat. He's never fought an actual boxer. This is the third time that Jake Paul has tried to set up a fight against Tommy Fury, the younger brother of Tyson Fury. So if you don't know who Tommy Fury is, he's this young guy. He's got a full head of hair, unlike his brother Tyson. You know, he looks like a model or something. He's like a very good looking man. And he's been on reality shows um, and he's a boxer. And this is the first real boxer that Jake Paul is going to fight, allegedly. They had a promo event, I think, a couple of days ago. Tommy Fury didn't show up. So it's very like it's very possible this fight just doesn't happen. But I feel the same way I felt when um when Floyd Mayweather used to have these fights, he'd duck all these fighters and he'd just keep his record clean and just keep on ducking fighters. And I just want to see Jake Paul get knocked out. Is that too much to ask? Can I can we just see this dude get knocked out? Can we stop having like boxing celebrities who just pick and choose their fights? Like he's literally beating up on on UFC fighters who are not strikers, who are not fighters, who are not boxers. Um so actually Jeb said it's all about salt poppy. I agree. Salt poppy, I love salt poppy. If you guys that's another tangential. If you guys don't know who salt poppy is, that is a fun. He's like a Filipino dude. I actually, I actually saw Salt Poppy on TikTok months ago when he used to just go like this. He used to purse his lips and go like this with his hands and put salt on people's food. And he like runs in place. And all of a sudden, you know, he's like a kind of a round, chunky dude. And then all of a sudden he decides to start boxing and he gets super lean. Now he's like strong. He's unrecognizable. And he's got like this amazing jab. He's got this counter jab that is so strong. And in his most recent YouTube fighting, uh, he knocked the crap out of someone on like a, a beautiful counterpunch. So I'd love to see him fight Jake Paul. But anyway, Jake Paul's like the loud mouth. He's the, he's the, he's the boxer, the YouTuber that everyone loves to hate. 
And I just want to see him get knocked out. I, I feel the same way about Logan Paul. I want to see these guys get knocked out. Is that too much to ask? That That is one example where I can get behind slap fighting. <laughs> if we could just have a big, burly Russian guy on one side of the slap fighting table and Jake Paul on the other side of the slap fighting table, I feel like I can get behind that. But otherwise, slap fighting is just a whole bunch of CTE and it's Dana White who is just, you know, he's a predatory dude. Is just like sitting there counting his checks as people are basically almost getting murdered and concussed in front of him. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see that. I'd love to see Salt Poppy. I'd love to see Jake Paul get knocked out. And so we are hoping that that happens. Um, to the house, you're lining his pockets to watch that. To the house thinks that I'm going to purchase that pay-per-view? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one to the house. My goodness, to the house. To the house. Let me tell you something. Um, and this is also kind of a tangential. When I was younger, I used to watch a lot of pro wrestling. You know what I never did in my entire career of watching pro wrestling? Purchase a pay-per-view. My friend's dad had a black box. Hashtag FBI. Um, and that's what we used to do. When we weren't watching Skinamax, we were watching the WWF pay-per-views. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. And we did not pay once. And I do not intend to pay for to watch uh, Jake Paul. Uh, that, that I can promise you. I will not be paying to watch that. Um, all right. So let's, let's catch up on these comments real quick and see if we got anything else that we want to talk about. Um, I think I lost B. Bleasy. I, I seem to always lose B. Bleasy in these in these uh, in these shows. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm reading over this. I'm reading over this. Boston Bay says, according to uh, according to LinkedIn, Janie stopped serving as GM of NBA WNBA in November. I think you're talking about Top Shot. I went back to VP of growth. So Janie works at Top Shop, but she's a VP of growth again, I think. Um, Ricky, Tandy, I thought you were a peaceful man. You know, Ricky, people can be multifaceted. I am a peaceful man. I am a man of peace. Let's get that straight. I am not anyone who would ever want to fight another human being. However, I am a very curious man. And I enjoy the arts of fighting, watching fights. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. And I, and I, uh, and if Jake Paul wants to fight and he gets knocked out, I will enjoy that as well. Uh, B. Bleasy's talking about more wrestlers. Triple H, X-Pac, Scotty Too Hottie. Scotty Too Hottie, that's a deep cut. The Dudley Boys. Oh, I got I got Bleasy back with the WWF talk. All right, we can do some WWF tangentials. But I got to say, I don't watch the WWF anymore. I follow them on TikTok, though. So I kind of get an idea of what's going on. But I've, I haven't watched the WWF since the days of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Arovian is late. What did you miss? You missed, uh, I don't know, Arovian. We talked about LeBron. We talked about the Lakers, the corny LeBron cemented as number three of all time. The trade deadline, some stuff about the top shot. That's the biggest thing about top shots that we love. The S140 trade ticket packs. Everything else is a bit lukewarm at the moment. I mean, not to say that top shot isn't, isn't running really well, because they are. But if we're talking about marketplace and strength and quality of market and, and all that, then that's another story. 
Um, so we talked about all-star plan, minting to demand and avoiding the mishaps that we've had in the past during the all-star game. And thankfully we are avoiding that. So that's good. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover guys. We're at about an hour. Let me check my browser to see if there's anything else in here. We talked about, we talked about minting to demand. Like I said, so yeah, if you want to go and get yourself a Lori Markin in $9 all-star game moment, you know, you and 2000 other people might buy one, but is it going to be worth a lot after that? Probably not. Probably not. It might be, it might be in a challenge. It might pump a couple bucks. Um, you could get a tag, a record breaker tag. I don't believe I did that. You can get a share of the $38,000. If you lock a bunch of LeBron moments, I didn't do that. And these are the hot packs that apparently people are going gaga over because it might include the legendary moment that you have a 0.05% chance at. But that was enough for a bunch of you degenerates. Um, that's okay. You could be DJ. I mean, look, look, there is an element that's just fun that people enjoy ripping packs. And if that's what you enjoy, go for it. We also saw the wave. I voted for uh, Jalen. And also here's the Joel Embiid. You can purchase a pack, right? Because these packs are like, there's so many packs now. People aren't buying the packs, not selling out the packs. Other than this LeBron one, they have a 0.05% chance at. Again, I'm still a little confused there. Uh, I'm a little confused why people are, are falling over themselves to buy these packs, including the John Boy Beats. All for that 0.05% chance at something worth a lot of money. If that's the case, though, then shouldn't that just be what Top Shot does in perpetuity? Go purchase off the marketplace something worth, I don't know, five grand. And just pop it in a pack and go sell a hundred thousand packs. I mean, if I'm the marketing person, that's probably what I do. It's not to the good of the community though, because of all that other flotsam and jetsam that ends up in your accounts, unless you have massive trade ticket utility, which currently we don't. So yeah, if I'm running marketing and I just want to sell packs, that's probably what I do. All right. Let's just catch up on these comments and then we'll call it a night. For me, at least. Uh, let's see. Let's catch up. All right. Let's see. Arovian. Is Top Shot going to be around next year? I would think so, Arovian. Um, Boston based thinks Dapper Labs will be acquired. Budavane. Are there any trade deadline pumps? I'm not sure about trade deadline pumps. It's a good question. There was a Macau Bridges pump because. Macau Bridges became the S4 MGLE Suns bottleneck. So all of a sudden that pumped from, I think, around $40 to as high as $90. Poker Pro, I'll throw in an MGLE pack for Tandy versus the former attorney. Well, unless you're talking about me versus the former attorney in a game of uh <laughs> in a game of like checkers. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to go box anybody. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a trained fighter. I do not wish to be fighting anybody. Um, Arovian, who are we pumping tonight? Arovian, that's for you to know, and keep private. Okay. Any anyone who's pumping anyone tonight, that's that's a personal matter. 
Poker Pro, did you do any challenges this week? I did do that super easy LeBron one for the free pack. That was just too easy. If you guys haven't done that, you definitely need to. And let's see. Bleezy asked, which Jalen moment did I vote for? I voted for the three-point shot. Yes, please say three with the Warriors. That's what I voted for. Um, does does Anthony Davis hate LeBron? That was a weird clip, wasn't it? When LeBron is breaking the record and Anthony Davis is just sitting on the bench thinking about what he's going to watch after the game. Thinking about his bath filled with rose petals and, and vanilla bean oils and not thinking about LeBron about to change history. And I wonder if that was because Anthony Davis is sick and tired of the losing. Because Anthony Davis, remember, he won an NBA title. And then last year, he was a complete schlub, injured, whatever. This year, he's been really good, has been injured again. But I think Anthony Davis wants to win. And I think that when the Lakers are losing and cornball LeBron James is out there just putting garbage time points up, which, by the way, is how he got to this number, partially, right? Last year, when the Lakers were dog water and LeBron James in there in like the fourth quarter just trying to pump his stats he's like oh man I want to I want to make sure I break this thing I want to break this thing in front of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and watch his old ass face at the end of every shot that I make um so Eric is saying it's just the simple math spending nine dollars for fourteen dollars in equity but 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 no it's not fourteen dollars I just can't agree I don't know man I know, I know that like you have that 0.05% chance at, at thousands of dollars, but, but again, there's expected value and there's like, what's the word? It's sort of like your average return and you're, you're on average, you're going to be losing money every single time. Um, at least you're going to get an extra moment. So what is it? Four or five moments. You only lose like five bucks at a time or six bucks at a time, but I don't know, man. I just can't get I can't get down. I can't get down like that. I can't go for that. All right. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Morovian, whenever my best friend breaks a record, I'm gonna take a seat. Yeah. That's true. Morovian, let's pump together. Easy Arovian. This is not that kind of stream. This is not that kind of stream, Arovian. Okay? I know that we're the only tans, and I know we got a cult going here, but we are not going to be pumping together anytime soon. I'm sorry to have to break that to you, but no. I fully endorse people pumping in their private lives and not pumping together. Boston, he gave up open shots in a condescending way because everyone was giving the ball to LeBron. But of course, he, I mean, what, he thought he thought that wasn't going to happen? But he just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, I'm just, I'm just scrolling down here before I call it a night for myself. Um, Eric, he's trying to figure, he's trying to explain this expected value here. He's saying, oh, I think he might have updated it. If you could hypothetically buy all 100,000 packs for nine hundred thousand dollars. And then have 400,000 moments, 69 of which were LeBron James. You flip for 10,000 each for $690,000. You just spent 210,000 for 400,000 in moments. That's profit. 
all right, that's fair. Uh, but of course, no one is doing that. And of course, you have a 99.95 or 99.995% chance of getting dog water. And that's the part that I focus in on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. Let's watch, let's watch the new video one more time because I think it's going to be a little different next time. But here's the Tandy Tangent video. All right. I, I just like the music, I think. I like the music, and I like trying to figure out what's that smell. Because that's the last question if you pay attention. What's that smell, guys? What's that smell? Um, that's it, guys. I got I got nothing else. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. I'm glad I could be here with you. First couple of weeks of having a newborn baby, you don't think it's going to happen. I, I wasn't sure when we'd chat again, but I'm glad we could chat. So you guys are chatting about this expected value. If you want, you can stay in this YouTube video and continue chatting. Um but I will be taking taking off, and Rovian will be left to pump on his own. Although Stan Loves did save Roham. So let's give him his Roham drop, and then let's let Rovian pump. Rohan. Um, yeah. So thank you, Top Shot Hopshot, and all you, all the rest of y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending a little time together. Hope you enjoyed it. We are in beta. And I hope I see you next week. Let's hope for it. Can't make any promises at the at the moment, but I hope so. So we'll talk again soon. Take care. And uh, until the next time. Static Selective.